threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. We about to do some communicating. Straight to your ear, home. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Yeah. Busy week. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't. Yeah, just never slows down. No. Life, life just never slows down. Yeah, if you don't, can't stop wait and, till I retire at ninety-five. You don't stop and take a look around once in a while. You just might miss it, <laughs> Cameron. What am I missing exactly? I don't know. It's something. I don't know. Yeah. So this is the best part of the week. It is. The best so you part got of the week. you got that to be thankful for. I am thankful right for that. And Cameron, today we got a great episode. We do. What are we doing? It's been a while since <laughs> we got spelled. What's that? Communication. Yeah, so we did this episode a long time ago. I think uh, we were yeah. in the bunker. I even. think so, yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about some communications. Sure. Because that is a huge part of mm-hmm. your survival plan. And um, there's a lot of details in there. Yeah. And we're going to try and go through them so clear yeah, yeah. that you're going to understand it and never have to listen you're to gonna this. You're going to be again. experts after this. Yeah. We're going to probably get chewed out by some communication experts. 100%. Like our wives. <laughs> communication experts. <laughs> sure. Exactly. So Let me communicate something to you right now. Do it. Most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use, but not BattleBox. It is the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month, the OD Green Space Pen. Oh, dear. It writes in space. Yeah. So next time you're in space. Save it for... Take some notes. Yeah. All right. The Zippo Axaw. Uh-huh. Uh, that's great. All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at TryBattleBox.com slash preppers. Get your first Battle Box plus a free knife when you go to TryBattleBox.com slash preppers. Listener, reviews, starts now. Yes, it does. Mm. Best podcast ever. Exclamation, exclamation. Five stars. Yeah. I'm a wife, mom, negotiator, casual prepper, and this is the best podcast I've found to fill my work commute. Beautiful. Not only is it full of good information, it's hilarious and hits my weird sense of humor as well. I've tried to listen to other prepper podcasts, but this one has been the best by far. Mm -hmm. These guys offer great information to help prep the family and your circle of idiots Yeah, while also keeping uh, me laughing. Thanks for... Uh, thanks for creating Forever Listener. Kelly Huffer. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly Huffer. That was an awesome uh, review. It really was. You made it awesome. Yes. Good job. Thanks so much. If you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review. Make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Dude, things just keep happening all over the place. I know. It's like... <laughs> This is one of those times where it's like, I don't know what to pick yeah. for Mad Mad World. There's, There's so many things. There's too much. But Where's... this one, this um, headline caught my eye. No. Mystery white dust falling <laughs> from the sky sparks wild theories. I like that one. Huh? I like that. It's good, isn't it? On February 23rd, 
Residents from West Virginia and Maryland shared reports of unusual white dust falling from the sky, coating their cars and falling outdoor furniture. <laughs> I think it's snow, guys. <laughs> it ain't dust. The Californians. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. What is this white substance coming from? I have from white the sky? stuff on my table, but up in the sky is <laughs> unusual. Table. After the reports emerged, residents were encouraged to stay inside. Well, I'd just stay inside just in case. However, after it was discovered that the substance didn't appear harmful, people began scraping it off their belongings. Mm -hmm. Some residents stated that the dust sediment was sticky and left milky hues on their cars when they attempted to clean it. Is that weird? That is weird. Feels weird to me. Authorities taste it. (laughs) Tastes sweet. (laughs) I don't know. Authorities have since carried out an investigation into the substance, but there have been no confirmed answers. Wow. Now, on TikTok, it's all over Those the place. chemtrails got I know. down low. Many users thought the white powder might be due to a nearby dust storm that traveled into other areas. <laughs> good good explanation. <laughs> white dust, apparently. Dust from oh, the, that dust? Yeah. The storm next door. Desert Southwest, a very strong storm causing all the wintry weather across the northern U.S. Probably dust storm, although I don't think it's white. All that snow dried out. <laughs> Just dry out. snow, you idiots. Okay. <laughs> Some users made claims that small planes were flying over Maryland and dropping the powder. Uh, of course. Yes, yes. That's the one. My friend in Maryland saw a small plane drop a white dust this morning. <laughs> Something weird going on. I got a lot of small jets leaving chemical trails lately. Another one said. Back to Jiffy Lube. Yeah. And other jokers, uh, others joked that the white powder falling from the sky could be a marketing stunt for the movie Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> with many calling it the greatest advertisement ever. <laughs> that's, that's a great that idea. That would be a good one. That movie's done really well. Yeah. Super weird. I know. I, I kind of want to see it. Uh, yeah, I kind of interested too. A few others uh, theorized that the substance could be a residue from the recent Ohio train derailment. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's happening too. But they're that's saying, no, 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 no. It's not that. Don't worry. <laughs> Dried out snowflakes. I'm, where's my pendulum? I'm going to figure out what's going on right now. Whip this shit around the sky and figure out what this is. <laughs> if the dust doesn't clear, yeah, it's toxic. Yeah, it's all on Hitler now. <laughs> mm. We need to get some of those. I know. We need some pendulums for sure. Tactical Tactical pendulums. pendulums yeah. OD green pendulums <laughs> <laughs> that match my EDC kit. That would be awesome. You know, I have like a nice pen, nice wallet, a knife, and a pendulum. Big old fat pendulum yeah. right there. Yeah, camouflage. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in other news, okay, uh, China is not very discreet about their plans. Aren't they? So uh, CIA, CIA Director William Burns has revealed that Chinese President Xi Jinping Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Um, I like to say Jinping. <laughs> Jinping. Has instructed his country's army to be ready by 2027 to conduct a successful invasion of China. By 2027? Yeah. You got a few years, boys. That's like how, like, yeah. it seems pretty blunt and bold yeah. and out there. Start um, doing push-ups. It's going to happen. <laughs> Burns made the remark Thursday during an event at Georgetown University where he said he believes that um, Zai has been closely watching President uh, Putin mm. uh, prolonged the costly invasion of Ukraine. Beijing has been engaged in a tense territorial dispute with the island, which mm-hmm. it claims is part of China. So they are. We, we've talked about that before. They mm. seem to think they own all yeah. of that out there in the in the ocean. Yeah. And it's caused some close encounters. Not those alien type. Different kinds. Speaking of, I just heard something. What? <laughs> Speaking of alien. Go off subject here. But anyways, um, I'll finish this up. 
2027, watch out. We're going to war. Yeah, Because get ready. Taiwan will be defended by the United States. And China just put it out there that they need to be ready. Great. But no, I had heard, um, have you heard the thing about Neil Armstrong? No, I don't think so. So maybe if you, if it's just, um, uh, was it, is it Neil A. Armstrong? No, no. What is it? I don't know. Neil. So backwards, if it's just Neil A, uh-huh. backwards is alien. alien. That's crazy. Ooh, that I crazy. haven't heard that. I saw, it was funny. I saw on- That's uh, so ironic. On one of the local like Facebook weather groups or something, somebody's like, I saw a UFO and he was like taking video of it in Roosevelt. Oh yeah. And, and he was like showing in the sky and like there's these two lights and then like he doesn't move. It stays right there the entire time. It was Venus and- Yeah, they're, oh yeah. They they're so bright right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, it's very bright. It's right an right. alien. And everybody's like, that's a freaking planet, you idiot. That's two planets, dummy. <laughs> like, come on. It's just pretty funny. Okay. So on that note. Yeah. Tell me if you don't look a little bit more to try and spot something that looks like a UFO. Lately. 100%. 100%. All the time. time. Dude. Yeah. If, if it's like cloudy and I can see like maybe yeah. some image, I'm like, is something coming through the clouds? Yeah. I'm I'm like ready to film everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All the time. I'm driving to work with my phone out just like waiting <laughs> I for am. something. I'm to like, come. please, this would be yeah. freaking amazing. Oh. Uh, Man. I, yeah. I figured you were too. Yeah, but. for sure. Absolutely. Anyways, my my actually my youngest daughter got a telescope for Christmas. I oh yeah, I can't wait to break it out. I need you to come show me how to use it. Oh yeah, but uh, oh yeah, can't wait to break it out when there's no like clouds. Jup- Jupiter's fun to look at because sure. you can see their moons. And yeah. It's moons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, communications. Um, yeah. In a prepper, like a plan, like you got to have a whole freaking plan. Marriages run by them. Yes. Yeah, you know, and so does uh, prepping. Prepping and marriages. So we're gonna talk about okay. it. Um, they're super important, obviously. Yeah. And I think we take for granted how easy it is to communicate with people, um, at work, uh, at home, um, and how easy it is to just send messages, check on your parents and things like that. Like yeah. we have such an, a nice convenient system that I don't think we think much past like that. Like yeah. we can text on our phone and we can FaceTime and all that. Um, there will be a time that you will lose that for a time for who knows how long, but, sure. um, we we really need to have a good communication plan in place where most of us rely on our cell phone as our primary mm-hmm. and and we should but yeah once once that's gone like what are you going to do next half i think all of my when we were talking about testing our uh walkie talkies yeah all of them are dead yeah and you know it's just like you don't use any mm-hmm. other form of communication very often no, so you it's don't. like you're so set on the cell phone that you need to have uh, a really good plan in place, and that's what we're going to talk about. We so, did have a plan to test our radios last night. It did <laughs> we, not work out. The communication work. was very bad. It was horrible. Between the two of that us. That was me. That was me. Um, uh. But yeah, I, I have a tendency to just like get my phone as far away from me when I get home, yeah. and then um, it, was just, it was just one of those nights. I, um, I'm so the opposite. Like My phone is in my pocket 24-7. Mine usually is too, but yeah. lately I've just been like so sick of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, scenario. Earthquake hits, knocks mm. down some cell phone towers, and hey, you're away from uh, your home. How are you going to communicate back to your family to let them know you are heading that way? Yeah. And that they're not leaving. If you haven't had a plan in place, how are you going to communicate with them? you got to mm-hmm. think about those things. Um, communication's often overlooked, but essential. I mean, we throw a walkie-talkie in the backpack, but what is our actual communication plan? Like, mm-hmm. if you have your group with you and, you, and they have a walkie-talkie, that'll be great. But 
if you're just bugging out and you're the only one with the walkie-talkie, it's like, yeah, what is like? It's useless. So yeah, yeah this is you really got to have a nice plan. It's so hard because yeah, the biggest thing about this communication plan is when you're not with those people that you need to be with, right? And your that's family the primary thing. or your group. And it's like because I'm not texting anybody else after no. my family's with. Hey, no, it's over. So. I'm done. <laughs> um, but so in 2013, Super Typhoon Yolanda, Yolanda, yeah, hit Central and Eastern. Visayas in the Philippines. I don't know mm. that. And it resulted in at least 6,000 fatalities, billions of dollars worth of in- infrastructural damages. Mm-hmm. As expected, communication lines were brought down, both due to the congestion and loss of power. During that time, the only means through which aid was coordinated. That's the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. we think about coordinating amongst our group and between each other, but think about the system yeah. Also, we that, had this that con- we rely on. We had that very conversation with uh, Curran last week. Yeah. We had a, a little discussion about EMPs, and it's like people are like, "Oh yeah, well FEMA's gonna come help." Yeah. If there are, is they no, can't communicate. They with can't each other. communicate. How do they know where to go right. or how to get there? They uh, have some backup plans, sure. But but you have to think of like how disruptive mm-hmm. it will be to for us alone to communicate with our loved ones and our family mm-hmm. but the whole system relies upon a communication system yep. ordering and all that it's all communications yeah um so during that time the only means to communicate uh this was during that um crisis in philippines um was initially through amateur radio operators who volunteered yeah. as part of hero the ham emergency radio operators yeah it isn't always easy as a disaster um that will shut off everyone. Typical, uh, oh my, their typical way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, such inches, such instances, most commonly are going to be natural disasters yep. and things like that. There's even, um, and I don't. I, I tried to look up if this is true, but I've heard like in times of like where there could be a cell phone or a, an explosive, they may just shut off mm. cell phone uh, towers to prevent any cell phone signals. To trigger Never heard of that. I'm sure that's possible. I'd read that that's a possibility. But you, so basically, just what I'm saying here is don't expect your cell phone to be your only means mm-hmm. of communication. You've got to have a plan beyond that plus some. And so yeah. that's what we're going to talk a little more about is like the before, after, during mm-hmm. uh, communications and then the different methods. Yeah. And so when we talk about that before, after, and during, before is where... <laughs> everything happens exactly like it really is like now that's why we're doing this yes. right now like this is the thing like going into a disaster without any of the before is not good it's yeah. it's gonna make everything so impossible so this is where you really yeah, have our last to episode working. we really didn't hit hard on the plan of okay. communications so yeah. that's why we want to go into more yeah detail. for sure and so when I'm looking at it and I'm trying to think of, well, how am I going to make this communications plan for, uh, you know, preparedness uh, situations and, and disasters and emergencies? And it always comes back to the thing that I'm harping on all the damn time, and that is the family emergency plan. Mm-hmm. Because that really is communication. It is. It's part of your communication plan, right? And so um, basically what this emergency plan does, if you don't know what it is, it's a basic outline for procedures. It has contacts and responsibilities for you and your family and your group, right? It just lays out like the ground rules for when something happens so that you, are, you aren't all running around with your like a chicken with a head cut off <laughs> trying to like, I don't know, how do I survive? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it really is such a great base for anything in preparedness and especially for the communications part um you'll usually begin by like naming what if it's a scenario like quiet place yeah you got to have a communication plan there exactly because 
can't yell. Can't use his regular <laughs> Can't yell, that's for sure. <laughs> so it'll usually begin uh, by naming everybody in your family, in your group, real easy. Doesn't take long. You know, you know all their names, right? <laughs> it shouldn't. It's, don't don't let some families struggle there. My dad struggles there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and, and it has their names, and it has their basic contact information: their home phone number, their cell phone number, and their email. <laughs> right? Yeah. What are you laughing Just at? Just thinking, of my dad's list would be like Cameron, the one with weird eye. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure, exactly. Got to detail be. those kids so you remember which, which one's one's which. that one, <laughs> and which one I don't like. In order. Bottom of the list. Cameron Hardy. <laughs> Hate that little bastard. That reminds me, I got to get him to call me into my robin. Yeah. He did just, just this week. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody took my computer. Pirates took my computer. Yeah, again. that happens Ugh. on a daily basis. I'm like, stay off the computer. So anyways, you're putting all this information in, your contact information of everybody in your family. Wow, that's a great start, Cameron. Start. Like you've just started your communications plan, right? Um, and it also, um, you'll talk about plans of action in an emergency, and this is pretty much any emergency, what to do, where to go if you're separated. So that that's, that's really- That's like the biggest part. It's so big because you can almost- get around and I really need to go through this again with yeah. my kids you can almost get around bad communications yeah in an emergency if you've already done this part of your communication plan right, right? right. like it's really getting around it because if you don't if you can't call your kids and they have that emergency plan in their backpack yeah you know that they're gonna pull it out well they should pull it out read it know where to go yeah right and so again, I can't remember did I talk about on here my son like left school and was like I want to walk home yeah. And then he realized it's like, it's like forever home. Yeah. It's like five, you know, what is it? Three miles home or something. Yeah. And it started raining. He's like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Luckily somebody picked him up. I haven't seen him since. No, he was a good kid. <laughs> I'll miss him. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So it, it'll lay out what to do and where to go if you're separated and also how you'll communicate if that does happen. Like what are, what is your contingencies? Like, how am I going to get a hold of you? If I can't text you, if I can't call you, if I can't email you, whatever it is. Right. And also what to do if you just can't communicate for some reason, like you can have all the best laid plans. And you just might not be able to get a hold of your family. So this is a great way Most to make likely. sure. Yeah. Like, and this is a great way. I can't way get to, a hold of my wife during the day. Oh my gosh. But I'll get texts all day. Uh-huh. You think this rug looks nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about putting the cabinets. See, like that color? I'm like, Pete, Pete. And then I text her. I'm like, hey, will you turn on my computer downstairs? I need to access it. Four hours later, she texts me back. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't see this. I was doing the, I was doing the laundry. <laughs> We're dead. <laughs> and now we're divorced. <laughs> but yeah, it is. We can it talk is, about that next week. <laughs> See divorce in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, you'll also lay out like who you're going to contact outside of your family um, or of your area if you need to and what their information is. Because sometimes that's just something that needs to be done. You got to contact somebody outside. Say, hey, we're okay, or hey, mm -hmm. I can't get a hold of my family. I need you to help. You know, whatever it is, so you have that information on there. Again, that's such a huge deal in a it communications is. plan. Well, growing up, like I knew where the phone was, and there was always like you, you lift off the phone. I knew the phone. <laughs> you were smart kid, but you know, um, those like you lifted them off, and my parents had numbers mm -hmm. underneath it. Mm -hmm. We don't have that nowadays. And my kids don't even have. A phone. I don't have my kids. Um, I haven't gotten them cell phones yet. They have mm -hmm. watches that they can call on and stuff, but mm -hmm. they don't know how to use a dial, like a dial tone phone or no, anything. No kids know how to do it. No kids know how to talk on they the phone. They don't even know what the number is. They Dude, just see a name. Mm -hmm. Boop. 
when I talk to my kids on the phone, it's like they've never done it in their life. They have no idea how it's it is, done or what what is supposed to happen. I just tell my wife about this. There's like no phone etiquette. No, like, it's just like, like, okay, and then throw the phone. Yeah, dad, I wanted to tell you something. On the way home from school, this kid gave me a book. It's pretty cool. And then he's gone. I'm like, yeah. Wait, wait, are you wait, still what? there? What? Yeah. And then my wife picks it. Sorry, he set it down on the floor. Oh my I'm gosh. like, what is going on? You do not know how to communicate? It is so weird. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so get funny. it. It drives me insane. That just happened this week, and I was thinking, I'm like, they have like no phone etiquette. Like <laughs> yeah. they just like know what they're doing. Like they need to teach it in school they or do. something these this days. This is a phone. When you talk, you say hello. Yeah, hello. And then when you're done talking, you say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and, and you, you hang up. You have to hang it up. Not either. Like oh. not always going to be a button. It is so friggin' weird. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought. Or like, even like FaceTime, they have issues my kids do sometimes. Like their grandparents will FaceTime them. They'll be like, hey. And the kids will be like, hi, set it down and start doing something else. Like while they're still, I'm like, wait. Like face down, like like, this is black. No, your grandparents are on the phone. You've got to talk to them. They do. They don't really. Oh my gosh, man. Anyways, continuing on. Nobody's as smart as our generation. (laughs) No. Continuing on with the emergency plan. You're also going to discuss and write down things like your school evacuation information, school contact numbers, and evac locations. Again, a huge important part in any emergency to understand what's happening there. Yeah. And if you don't know, again, that's it, maybe there's no communications. You can't call the school. You can't call your kids. You already have this information done. Yeah. Right? I actually there put it go. in a little... Um, I know you can put it in your contacts, but I hate mm-hmm. sifting through contacts sometimes. Sure, yeah. It's almost faster to have the number, like I have it in a, a Google Doc where I just click on it and nice. it just calls it. Yep. And it has, like, I find that is actually easier for those emergency numbers. That's a good idea. It really is. Um, so, yeah, again, because of all this information, this really, this a family emergency plan, it's a rock solid basis for any prepper communication plan. So I really feel like it's where you should start every single time. Yeah. Um, and also like a really important part of this, having an emergency plan is making sure that everybody has a copy and knows where to find it. If they don't have one on them specifically, yeah. your because, bishop, yes, your, <laughs> your kids, teachers, your physician's assistant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> your CAP. Yeah. Right. Your podcast host. Yep. They all have to have one. But if you don't have it, if your kids don't have it, if you don't have it and you don't, and you haven't looked at it in, you know, 18 months, yeah. good luck with that being much of use at this point, right? Exactly. So have physical copies with everybody. Also have digital. I haven't done this yet and I need to do that. Just take a picture of it if you have to. Yeah. You have it in your phone if you need to refer to it, right? And then also a big piece of this is make sure you update them regularly. Um, your numbers change, your kids' schools change, you move, your conditions change in your area in the world. I just realized this, my kid, my oldest has now gone from the middle school to the high school and I haven't updated anything, right? So I got it. I have to go into denial. That. Yeah, it's probably part of it for sure. But uh, she ain't there. No. She ain't there. That's not her. She's three years old. It's true. Chubby cheeks. Where'd they go? I miss that I child. Miss my little girl. Yeah, no, it's bad. Um, but again, that just means that you need to update it at least once a year. Like that's got to be your kind of your minimum. And again. In this update process, um, even if do- much doesn't change, it gives you a chance to review it mm-hmm. and understand what's there, right? So that that is the very first piece that I believe you need to look at when you're looking at your communications plan. All right, For guys? sure. You guys are probably so sick of me <clears throat> talking <sighs> about that, but it is what it no, is. No, this is a big part. Yeah. Okay. We found a really great article, and it discussed something called the PACE principle. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, it discussed the PACE principle, and I thought that was pretty interesting. And I did, too. I think it I, went I along. I hadn't seen that. And yeah. 
it makes a lot of sense with what we're talking about today. So basically, in communication, as with any other protocol, you need to establish the PACE principle in order to achieve resiliency in communications. So this stands for primary, alternate, contingency, and emergency. So it doesn't simply refer to the channel frequency or deployment, it can apply to any platform you normally use. Rather, this is the logical order of precedence of usage, if that makes sense. So if you are establishing a communications plan with your family or your community or whatever it is, it could look something like this. So we start out with primary. That's the P in the pace, Cameron. Um, It ain't just salsa, (laughs) okay? Um, Primary. That's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. Can be uh, it's the communication channel you, you most commonly use. So their um, example here was like an online messenger group or something where it's like Messenger or Viber or Telegram or WhatsApp. I ain't used any of those. Me either. But um, it could be like I know like outside of the U.S., more people use messenger apps than they do than actually SMS. That's why yeah, WhatsApp or whatever has been it's, like the most popular. Yeah, it's like worldwide. They, most people use that outside of the U.S. So. That, that's kind of like your primary communications uh, channel. That's the one you're going to use right off the bat. And if it doesn't work, then you move down. You go to your alternate. That's the A in pace. It can be an additional channel that you can interchange with the primary, which is also easily accessible for the rest of the group. This could be a different app that you mm-hmm. normally use because maybe just that app is down or something like that. Or it could actually be texting, like the SMS texts, right? Or just c- cellular uh, phone calls or whatever it is, right? So it just depends on how this, how you want to set it up. Yeah. <clears throat> then you can go to contingency. So this is the third line. Uh, it could be a less used solution, obviously, but something that you and your family or community use in the event that the first two fail. So uh, this is like perfect for AOL messenger. That's the first one I go to usually. <laughs> I, I like to use the Blues Traveler um, <laughs> chat boards. That's usually where I go. <laughs> I go to Yahoo Chess. Yahoo Chess, you yeah. You just talk about it's that. It's funny that I say Blues Traveler chat boards because that's the very first chat board I ever got on for some really? reason. And I don't even like Blues Traveler. <laughs> I don't even know Mine how I Yahoo got there. Messenger. I don't even know how I got there. Um, I'm like, well, you guys talk about Blues Traveler so much. Let's talk about something cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is the Blues Traveler chat board. And me and my uncle were like, oh, okay, we better find a different this one. Is, wait, this is just normal communication? <laughs> yeah, I just thought we were all talking. What do you guys think about guns? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's so weird. This is not it. What do you think about a new Diablo game? <laughs> like, I, that's all I cared about, you know. Um, so, for example, when cellular service goes down, such as during like mass outages, you can use radios. Yeah. You can use landline phones. Those things still exist. And they're, they're, yeah. And they're pretty reliable. They really are. You know, a lot of them now do I have, like, figured out the, hook, the one up in my house. No, I don't know. I plugged have... into all of them and it's not working. So I'm like, well, that yeah. one's out of my I heard that they're... Picanti sauce plan. <laughs> they're less reliable now because, like, there's, like, a new power source to them or yeah, something. Yeah, I did hear something about that. I don't know what it is. Too technical. Who knows? Me. I don't set it up. I don't either. Um, or, Why don't you ask Strata? I know I should. Or you can go through like a trusted intermediary for a relay somehow. You know, I talk to you, you talk to my wife. Yeah. That's the relay. <laughs> yeah. Trusted intermediary. Or you can leave messages at a designated location or person, right? This could also be something like, I'm going to update my outgoing message on my voicemail. Because a lot of times you can, it'll go like right to voicemail. Even yeah. Though, you know, so you could at least hear like, hi, there's Jacoby. I have not been killed by the aliens yet. I'm, I'm holed up in my bathroom at work. You know what I mean? So people know where you are. So you can do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, also... Leave you, a message. Yeah, leave a message and I might call you back. 
Yeah. Depends on if I make it out. If I'm alive. <laughs> also, you can utilize social media. Um, that's really another way you can go, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's helpful yeah. at times. So just today, I just thought I'd throw this in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a patient, the, uh, the urgent care called, and they're like, CT showed an abscess like in the mastoid bone. We need mm-hmm. to get a hold of them. And I was like, okay, I took the information. I could not like, it just went to voicemail mm-hmm. each time. And I called them and I was like, hey, I can't get a hold of this patient. They need to be seen today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I went, he's like, I tried everything. The phone numbers didn't work. I actually went to Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. and was able to get a hold of the mom. Dude, I use it all so the time. So that's, I was like, there. Th- that was a kind of a good um, use of a backup plan. Like 90% of humans are on Facebook. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? So Online, like, all the time, 24-7. <laughs> yeah, right, and really I guess I, need, I need, I guess I need to get yeah. it. So then the last one in pace is emergency. This is your last resort, Cam. This could be like an RF-based uh, solution since, you know, you may have to go off the grid if other telecommunication systems are down or congested. Mm-hmm. Could be even like some physical type of communication, writing notes or smoke signals or lights or... You know what I mean? Something like that. And all this can be established in your communications. The quiet place, remember? Exactly. That's the same thing. Yep. So this could actually just be, you could use this pace system and build it into your basic emergency plan if you want it. I liked it. It sounded like it made a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. So just make sure, again, that everyone understands how each method is used and what the progression is. Like if there's an emergency, don't go directly to ham radio. Yeah. Right. Let's let's go through the system <clears throat> to make it make sense for everybody. Don't go burn something and start smoke signals yeah. as soon as the snowstorm starts. Bandit one versus bandit two. <laughs> yeah. Your kid had a CT today. <laughs> exactly. So just reach out all the ham radio yeah. folks. And the cool thing about this pace plan is you can use it for other systems. Like yeah. you, like for bug out routes and power yeah. sources and it, all it those kind other of things. Applied to all those. It wasn't yeah. just so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I liked it. Another thing to think about with your communications plan, we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but it's that basic contact list in your home, right? It's like for everyday emergency type situations, like the medical, the doctors, the hospitals, the clinics, um, schools, any other local contacts that make sense, family and friends, electric and utility companies are actually pretty important at times, right? For sure. Um, Poison control. That is an important one. Called them before. Vets, if you have to, <laughs> special too. emergencies and medications, out-of-town contacts, all those things. Why not have have a list at your house where um, everybody can get a hold of that stuff? Yeah. Super important, okay? Um, be detailed, Cam. Don't be vague in mm-hmm. these plans, okay? Remember, with all this stuff, you need to lay out exact details. Like, what channel are you going to use? You can't just say, we're going to get on the two ways. Exactly. There's a, there's a bunch of channels on there. You don't know who's reading this list. Yeah. It might be your 10-year-old. For sure, trying yeah. to sort through it all. Like, they don't know what channel to go to, so it should say, two-way radios, channel one. This, You know what I mean? Okay, so that's really easy for somebody to look at and understand. What frequencies, what broadcast times, if that's yeah. applicable. We'll talk about some... Some of that kind of stuff later too, but and just make sure you understand how to use each piece of gear. It's like I have that ham radio at the house. I, I'm, it's useless. Yeah, it's just it's just taking up space in my room because I don't know how to use it. <laughs> One day, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing you need to consider is like you you have to prepare this now. You have to get the gear that is necessary beforehand. You know, if you don't have an emergency radio before the earthquake hits. You can't go out afterwards and get one. Like, I better get an emergency radio. This thing could get bad, right? Get it beforehand. You're not going to be able to run to to Walmart and pick it up when Walmart is into a deep crevasse in the earth. (laughs) Okay, so just think about that. Think about what you need beforehand. covered in white powder. 
What is we this? We don't know what that is. It's just sugar, <laughs> probably. Um, another thing you can think of is trigger points or trigger events. This is kind of an interesting thing. So, again, your plan is so crucial and setting up now trigger. We're talking triggers. Yeah. Five, five, six. About, <laughs> I'm going to take them off from the two time speed because I, I want to listen to this part. Oh, now they're actually saying something I want to hear. <laughs> don't hear trigger. All right. Yeah, I'm getting my Pulls money's off from- onto the shoulder. Turns it to one What's time on a speed plate carrier and his sunglasses and helmet. <laughs> That's about time. Yeah, I get out a couple extra magazines. These guys have a lot of garbage to talk about, but here yeah. we go. Now I'm getting my money's worth finally. <laughs> so setting up trigger points can be a great way to stay ahead of communications in in some ways, and this is really almost kind of like your your emergency plan. So for example, if the school is evacuated, who's gonna go pick up the kids? Yeah, right. So. When you leave that stuff to, um, at the time, we'll figure it out. It's not a great idea because what if, sure. again, your methods of communication are no good? You can't call, you can't text, you can't email, you can't uh, smoke signal out, whatever it is. Right. So who's going to go? And who, you know what's the plan afterwards? Again, that's a trigger point. So you find out the kids are evacuated. You know that you go get the kids, the wife stays at home or whatever it is, right? You you just got to do that. If all, um, if they all come home and you're not there because you're both trying to go. You're get both them. trying to go, yeah. So if all communication methods fail, what's your plan? Do you all try and meet somewhere specific? Do you all just stay where you're at and shelter in place? You know, that's another trigger point. Like none of, none of my communication methods are working. What's my next move? Everybody in the yeah. family knows what that is, right? So again, there's a million different options here, and each can be a, a part of your pre-planning to make your life easier during these events. Um, and these types of things, it'll just make it less stressful, and you're make and it actually makes your communications less important in super in certain situations because you've already figured out what's going to be done. So, anyways, think about some trigger points and some yeah, it's uh, good idea. Trigger, 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 trigger. Well, that was unexciting. <laughs> Not at all what I thought. And then go shoot some people with a gun, <laughs> real quick. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians and Japanese and Chinese. If you can't hear me, I'm gonna fire five times in the air <laughs> with a nine millimeter. Only you understand. Yeah, that. Only, yeah exactly. Um, applications on your phone, Cam. Apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So important. You know, even though your phone, again, it's not going to be perfect in every disaster. But what do we have with us all the time? We have our phone. And, we do. We use it all the time for pretty much everything. And using emergency apps as part of your pre-planning is, it's so important. Yeah. So A lot crucial. of people are like, don't plan on that. And yeah. they just ignore the fact that we have mm-hmm. amazing technology. That will work. Just use it. You mm-hmm. have it on you. Everybody has it on 95% them. of the time, this thing's going to be great. Exactly. 5% of the time, it's not. And that's what we we plan for. But use you it. have a Samsung. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. You've got an Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll get something better. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, <so laughs> hurt a little bit, but. <laughs> it is what it I've is. Got, <laughs> So using apps like your local emergency management office uh, uses your FEMA app, uh, even weather alert apps, they should be part of your, com- your communications plan. For sure. Right? Because um, getting alerts. They're so useful, yeah. Yeah. I get them all the time, I do man. too. So many weather alerts and, yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, again, that is actually communication. Getting those alerts sure. is part of this plan. Whatever became of that company that... <clears throat> Had a really good plan. I don't know. It was a really cool app. It was a great idea, cool but app. they fell apart, I guess. Did. Backup power. This phone, again, it's worth dick if it doesn't have battery power. You can't do anything with it if it's dead. It's true. Even your emergency radio, the same thing. If it's dead, you can't use it. It's not useful to you. Your ham radio, 
useless. So have backup power plans for each of these devices, whether it's a USB power bank, whether it's a way to power your ham radio or your other devices, you just, that has to be part of your plan. I think Cam's going to talk about this again a little bit just later, a little, but, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's pretty much it. It's again, it's part <laughs> of, it's part of your communications plan is making sure that stuff works. And the very last thing I'm going to say is test your plan. You guys, you have to try the radios. You have to test the apps. You have to practice this plan without, without understanding if it works or not. You're just sort of flying blind anyways. So seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the podcast, Kobe. Yeah. Hey, you can find us on Dude, YouTube. That, that was you can find so long. Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> no, be, that's good. That, that part that? was super important and probably the part that people will be the most awake for mm-hmm. so i'm glad you got it mm-hmm. now during disaster you can check out now if you want yeah go take it i'm now. gonna start talking for a bit um so during the disaster the biggest thing people are going to do is they're going to try and call and that, it's understandable i mean yeah you're, you're wanting to reach out to the your loved ones tell them where you are and things like that a short phone call attempt is not a bad <laughs> thing but mm-hmm. don't don't hog up the line and don't expect to be able to call yeah like they they recommend that you try and do messages because mm-hmm. now, this is actually a little controversial. Some people are like messages are actually less reliable. You don't know if the you know person received it, and you don't know if it went through. And they say to to do the short phone call. But see, I I, I understand that. But I'm going to try a message. I hundred percent am because even if it doesn't go through right away, yeah, it could still eventually exactly. go through. Exactly right. It, it'll so. just be. In limbo for a minute and then yep. go through. Mm-hmm. So, um, but using up that that limited line, like everybody's going to be calling at the same time. Everybody's going to be freaking out, and you're not going to be able to get through on the phone. Plus, if you do get through on the phone, you don't want to be sitting there talking and kind of hogging up the, yeah. the bandwidth and lines and all that stuff. So, um, when there's an emergency, it is recommended that you try and send messages first. Yeah. And the other thing is with those messages, if you don't have set up the, you know, the receiver read the message mm-hmm. or if it doesn't say delivered, you know, maybe, uh, I message isn't working and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that delivery, it's best in a scenario to reply back to the person that sent you a message. Yes. I received this Thank. And yes, that should be a normal etiquette. You would think, you would think time. that that would be, um, yeah. not have to be said, but it does. Mm-hmm. So, um, use messages first as you're, uh, during the disaster to try and reach out to those. And if it's not going through, you know, you can try and make a, a brief phone call if it'll go through, but don't expect it to. And then reply back to the person that sent you a message. Received it, yes, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, go from there. Probably like with, a, with a selfie or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I Piece of rebar sticking out of your chest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Going to the urgent care. Going to live. <laughs> um, and then uh, avoid using your phone for useless stuff. Like... Mm. Um, streaming to TikTok or uh, oh. sending, I know, I know, this is a tough one for yeah. people, but like, uh, don't, like during an emergency, you don't want to be using FaceTime as your primary communication because it, it ties up a lot of mm. um, data for people and they're trying to send messages. Don't download games. Don't watch movies. I know that's hard because Could you're be like trying to chance. kill space. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to kill space. You're trying to kill some time Yeah, and you're trying to entertain your kids and I understand that, but mm-hmm. just think about it that you the bandwidth that you're using is affecting other people's uh, ability to communicate i get that but That's i think if I, I guess it depends on the situation. The thing is, like in Turkey, did you see a lot of people were like posting to TikTok that were trapped in those buildings? That yeah. may have been the only way that they knew how to communicate. And I understand that. I don't know how else to get this out other than yeah. try and get some good views on TikTok. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and it's like, and it's a dud video. And it's like, well, I guess I'd die. 
<laughs> two likes. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Gosh dang it. One of you two call the police. Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I don't know. Whatever. But just try not to use those things sure. for non-emergent use. <laughs> you know? Sure. Don't post how your hair looks during the apocalypse <laughs> yeah. on the message. Bad there hair it, don't care. So you can actually, um, did you know you can text 911 and some places have oh, yeah, I did the ability to do yeah. that? Some don't. And you should get an, a response right back if it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, that'd be me, dude. This I isn't like, set up here. I don't like making phone calls to anybody. Me too. Same I would text them. It's like, I'm almost dead. What should Lost I do? Lost my arm. <laughs> I'm at this location. Liver has shut down. They'll try and call down. me and I'll, I'll just keep blocking it. No, don't call. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I know. Like, stop calling me. <laughs> They're like trying to get. That is the worst when you get a text from somebody. What are you doing? Nothing. Ring and starts calling. Drives me oh. nuts. Yeah, me too. No. Um. The other thing is when they're like, you're, you're like texting them some details, and they're like, "Can you call me real quick?" I don't like. Oh, you're like, no, no I, I can't. I can give you all the information. You can read it three yeah. or four times. Make sure you understand it. Yeah. If there's a question, you can ask me. Yeah, we've become that. Um, oh, I hate. We it. do not call. No. Um. But yeah, you can text nine one one in in certain areas. You mm. should get a reply if your area is not set up for that. So, <laughs> so emergency I'm waiting services. on nine one one for six hours. <laughs> I sent them a message delivered, but they didn't ever say anything. I don't know what's going on. Um, for non emergency communication, um, text, email, social media, like you had already said, yeah. are, are good options to try and avoid network congestion. Um, and then uh. Keep your out-of-town contact list updated, like you said. Mm -hmm. Location, condition, uh, simple texts, or even small posts. Um, that's a, that's something simple that you can do to kind of give, like give Facebook, people an update of what's Facebook going on with you. during emergencies Status has dead. Yeah. Facebook has, like, that feature, like, marked safe from whatever. And oh, really? It, it's like a meme now, usually. Oh, really? Marked safe from transgender, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, they use that now. But, like, okay. they do have, like, marked safe from earthquake or whatever. And, oh, that's cool. And you can say, I'm okay. See, yeah, something as simple you know. as that just to kind of free up the cellular network so people can still communicate. Mark primarily, aliens. Primarily, like, communication is going to be coming through emergency services, so For try sure. not to hog it up. Yeah. Okay? Um, and then conserve your cell phone battery. Try and reduce the brightness screen. Mm -hmm. Turn it on airplane mode when you're not using it. Um, you can go to, like, a 3G Does that mean you data just throw to, it? Huh? You just throw it? What do I mean? Airplane mode? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're just trying to save some power, Kobe. Okay, just saying that. it's because an airplane. That, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> dad joke. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I mean, that's still going to be the primary mm -hmm. uh, way everybody's going to try and communicate with yeah. you. And you don't know if you're going to be able to restore power or have battery backup. So mm -hmm. do all those things. There's no reason to have 5G and four. Uh, you know, an yeah. LTE. Yeah. I'm going to want it. For sure. So save it. <laughs> but you can yeah. turn down those uh -huh. modes to save a ton of battery power yeah. when all you're wanting it for is some texts and brief phone calls. Yeah, so anyways, that's just kind of like during the events and stuff mm -hmm. of things you can do. Um, just practicing good cellular and message etiquette, you know. Sure. Telling them, I received this. Thank you. Yeah. Don't contact me again. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You call then me. Then turn on airplane mode. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about after a disaster. And this one's kind of like the stuff that we have here is more uh, extreme yeah. on this side. Because obviously after a disaster, usually in most situations, everything just comes back up and it all comes back. But what if 
it gets gone bad. For a long day. It's gone for a long, long time, and and you have to develop some other methods of communication because the the normal stuff just isn't there anymore. One of those things is the the radio three 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 plan. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but it's like the survivalist communicator three 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 radio plan. So this is the when, where, and how to make radio contact with each other um, for SHTF. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. We saw something similar in this. If you watched The Walking Dead, remember at I don't noon remember. he would go oh, yeah. That's and right. always contact or turn on his radio at noon mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Yep, exactly. Similar to this. Yeah. So this is it's designed for SHTF communications. This isn't like the day after a snowstorm and the power was out. I go by six six six, but yeah. you can go by three <laughs> three. three. Half is good, but we do what we I do. I go by five five six. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go with two, two, three. Three, 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 you pussies. Yeah. I go by five, five, six. <laughs> five, five, six. <laughs> so here's how this works. Um, turn on your radio every three hours for at least three minutes on channel three. Yeah, I like that. Okay? It's, that's why it, it's like it's easy to remember because it's like the rule of three in survival, right? Yep. So always use your local time for local area communications with 333 um, plan. At the top of the hour, each three hours, like noon, three, six, nine, midnight, three, six, nine, right? So, and you do it for three minutes. You guys all know about lasting three minutes, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty long. <laughs> that's a long time. It's all night long. I'm going all night, baby. <laughs> Feel good. <laughs> yeah. I had a steak today. It's going to be... And two bananas for... <laughs> two bananas, a steak, uh, and three blackberries. <laughs> Organic. Yeah. Yeah. So at the top of every third hour, turn on your radio. Even if you don't need to make a call yourself, always turn on the radio and listen for calls for at least three minutes. If you have sufficient battery power or if you have not connected up for a while, then you should listen for up to 15 minutes. You never know if someone... Well, now I'm confused. I know. Three or 15 or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so this is just like, you know, just in case if you have a lot of battery power and it's not a problem, then you can listen for up to 15 minutes to help. Got it. Because sometimes accurate timekeeping isn't great after an event, right? Everybody's watches are a little bit different. So if you can, with your group, synchronize your watches, right? Yeah, okay. Do like that back to the future thing. They're perfectly synchronized, <laughs> just a minute off. Um, just one minute off. Yeah. Yeah. So synchronize That's your true. Your watch with other radio operators whenever possible. If you doubt your watch accuracy, compensate by keeping your radio turned on for a longer duration, before or after every third hour. If you don't have a watch, you're a loser. But get a watch. But try to sound for three minutes. Yeah, try listening to, to an AM. You can. Most people can only stare directly into the sun for three minutes so at a time. If you tolerate that, you know. <laughs> you, know you know it ain't quite three minutes. Yeah. Try listening to an AM broadcast radio station because they always identify their call letters at the top of each hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if you're using this method, I can't imagine that the AM station's still rolling. <laughs> Maybe it is, though. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? So uh, channel three is like CB3, FRS3, MERS3, right? CB, FRS, and MERS are most com- common types of radios used by survivals and preppers. If your group has different designated channels, obviously use those, okay? Okay. Don't You don't have to use this. <laughs> so here's a few features of why this is great. It's easy for everyone to remember the rule of three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it conserves precious battery life for your walkie-talkies. It gets everyone on the air at the same time. And it sets a schedule of eight times per day to call each other. Avoids impractically 
impractical hour schedules can be burdensome in real life scenarios. Like you don't want to be doing certain towns. It's gonna everybody talking at once. Changing to five five six. Yeah, so it enables the use of short transmissions for optimum success and security. Three hours between contacts is enough time to rest in a survival situation. I guess. I guess <laughs> yeah. that's enough time if three hours is good. This one kind of makes sense. A person can walk eight miles in three hours, the practical distance limit of a handheld radio over over average terrain. Mm. See? Yeah. Ah, something. So something maybe your 333 ain't good enough. Maybe. Maybe you're, it's just you don't know what to do. So you're going to do the sun based I knew it. Plan. I told you. Yeah. Staring the sun three minutes, three times a day for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. For three, with three eyes. <laughs> okay. Um, an alternate, if you don't have clocks or timekeeping handy, is the sun based radio plan. Gotcha. Yeah. It goes off the sun. We all have the same one. There's not different suns. No, Cameron. there's not this a different is, one. Is, uh, so you start with sunrise. The contact interval for sunrise starts slightly before the sun peaks above the horizon. So you got to anticipate that. Gotcha. Just be watching that horizon okay. as soon as it comes, right before it comes up. And it continues to your best estimate of one hour after it has risen completely. Okay. So you got just got to estimate that. Got it. Just figure it out. Start practicing now. I am going to. Start practicing like your hour interview, interval estimation. I'm going to start and I'm going to stop an hour later and see how close I got. Yeah. That's a great training exercise. It is a really good one. <laughs> okay. He's walking, your wife walks in and you're just sitting on the bed staring at the ceiling. <laughs> what are you doing? I just calculating the interval of time the sun passing over. Just doing a little practicing. <laughs> you never know. And now, what time is it? Speaking of three minutes. <laughs> yes. What are you doing right now? You got three minutes? <laughs> um, and then you got noon. The contact interval for local sun noon, local sun noon starts when it is observed that the sun is iced in the sky. It's your local sun noon time. <laughs> Welcome to your local sun noon time. Um, a small stick stuck in the ground straight up will have the shortest shadow at this time of day. Mm. Yep, dangle anything <laughs> in the sun. It's going to be the shortest shadow. Real small right now, <laughs> yeah. baby. It's just noon. That's probably, it happens. It happens. All right. It's not me. I've been staring at the sun all day. Give me a break. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, yeah. I assume it's smaller. <laughs> I assume it's small. Yeah. Um, and then sunset. Yeah. The contact interval for sunset starts just before the sun starts to set. It continues to your your best estimate for an hour. I bet you about an hour left. Let's call somebody. Yeah, let's get her done. That's a good one. That's, I'm gonna practice that one. This you week. should. You 100 percent should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of practicing, mm -hmm. how much have you practiced cyber crime prevention? Zero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> need to do some more. <laughs> There's a way you can do it. Okay. At your own comfort and in your own home with your own cell phone, your communication. Your device. own son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can all protect ourselves from cybercrime online threats by getting Surfshark. It is a virtual private network that can protect you and all of your devices during communication blackout and all mm. kinds of other stuff. For sure. You can go Gray Man online, shield all your information, and go to weird websites if you want and block your IP. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about malware, phishing, obnoxious, and often unsafe ads and emails. Don't worry about that bad This email is not safe. I actually ain't clicked it, honey. I ain't looking that up. <laughs> that was a phishing email. But don't worry. Surfshark's going to be protected. <laughs> yeah. But the thing I like the most about Surfshark is mm -hmm. one subscription 
will cover all of your devices that go on the internet. It's not limited to two or three or five. No, I got more than that. It can go forever. Yeah. And the other cool thing is you can actually connect to um, IP address in or a server in the Turkey. UK and watch some soccer matches. That's Turkey. what I do. Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. Um, if you want this, yeah, you can go to uh, surfshark.com, use casual preppers for mm-hmm. 83% off 24 months plus three mm-hmm. extra months for free. Music to my 27 ears. months for less than 60 bucks. <laughs> you can't beat it. Can't you can't beat it. it. It's like $2.21 a month. I don't know. Do the calculation yourself. Yeah. But go and get it. And if you don't even know how to use it, you want to just try it out, you get 30 days mm. money back guarantee. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's a great thing. I use it, um, especially if you're traveling and, and getting on public Wi-Fi. You're going to want something like I this. I like that. There you go. So, so let's yeah. move on to the different methods and the different mm-hmm. gear that you can use for uh, communication, yeah, right? Like so that. let's start right at the, the the tippy top of the pyramid, cellular and landline. We're going to put that in there too, right? Yeah. Well, so cell is obviously, it's your first method of communication every time. You're gonna, you got text, you got apps, you got calls. Your grandparents been doing it. Yeah. Parents been doing it and you've been doing it. Yeah, everybody. So it, it, the problem is it's just not always reliable, especially in those emergency situations like we talked about. Right. So your landline can kind of be your more reliable and it doesn't get clogged like the cell towers do. Mm-mm. You know, so anyways, cell, landline, probably your first two that you want to try. Yeah, super basic stuff, mm-hmm. but um, it's what you're going to have probably near you mm-hmm. in any event. Um. So going to radios, not single channel, you know, not just receiver radios, but actually trans receivers, because that's the world we live in now. Okay. Trans receivers. <laughs> Non-binary radios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they allow for two-way communication via handheld vehicle or base radios. Mm-hmm. Um, so the types, GMRS, which is General Mobile Radio Service. Mm-hmm. And then you've got FRS. Family radio service. That's so nice. nice. That's just and I then like M U R S, which we're not going to really talk much about. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a short wave radio, okay. um, but it's a two way. So um, they both use FM radio. Mm. F R S is what you most commonly see in Walmart and most like hunting places. Like mm. they're the basic uh, walkie talkies that you can get and use on the spot. You can okay. pick it up and talk to the cashier if you want. I'd love to do the that. F R S radios are, are simple to use. You don't have to have a license. Everybody's probably used one. Um, even uh, you can pick up baby uh, receivers if you want. Those are weird. Mm. Every once in a while, you hear baby crying on the channel. That's yeah. creepy. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, many of them will say fifteen to twenty mile range. Realistically, they're all two hundred feet. They're all lying. <laughs> yeah. We Seriously. barely get. We have like a mile between our yeah, houses. Yeah, and that like honestly expect, and this is from several websites, mm-hmm. expect like one mile tops. Yeah. Two maybe. But when you have a really open area without a lot of interference, you can probably get five miles or so. Yeah. But that means no mountains, no hills, no trees, no people, basically not even planet Earth. The moon. Yeah. If you're on the, the moon, moon. would probably do it. You can get 15 to 20 miles. So don't expect to get a lot of range with this. Um, but they're simple to use, and you can pick them up, and they're cheap, and you mm-hmm. can try a bunch of different ones, and there you go. Easy um, peasy. GMRS radio. hmm It does require a license to operate, but this is argu- arguably the best radio service for preppers. I know. You're going to freak out because you've always heard that ham is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the reason for this being um, probably the best radio service for everybody is one, it's inexpensive. Two, 
one license, yeah. and your whole family can use. Uh, and, you, and you don't have to take a test or anything, you right? Don't have you to just take a test. You just go on a register, basically. Yeah. You're registering your walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're easy to use. They're not confusing. Like they have channels, like twenty-two, mm-hmm. eleven. It's not like one frequency zero, a uh, one yeah. zero four three dot. You know, whatever. So, yes, ham radio is incredibly strong and uh, probably end of the world type of communication for most people. Mm-hmm. Well, not for most people, but for the Maybe. hardcore. Yeah. But GMRS radio is probably the best like handheld device besides a cell phone. Like all around. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they're stronger. They they the reason um the difference between FRS besides having a license is they can actually operate at a higher uh wattage. Mm-hmm. So they can go anywhere from five to fifty watts. Some some communication freaks are gonna lose their mind oh, yeah. with me talking about this. But um so with more power you can extend your range and clarity. Um, so I actually have some GMRS radios that we got from, um, Red of Us. Oh yeah, that's right. And, um, they, I mean, locally, my kids have used them illegally, mm-hmm. if you were wondering, yeah. um, cause I haven't registered mine, but it is, it's, it's a little more clear mm-hmm. and you can tell that it has just a stronger signal. Yeah. Um, but the thing is anybody, anybody that found a GMRS radio could pick it up and use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not like. That's what ham radio, you're not going to have that. No. There's not that many people that use ham radio. It's like an that's alien why artifact. This is, this is arguably the best radio yeah. service for most people. Okay. Um, the antennas can be modified. That's the other thing is you can have an antenna on top of your house and you can just, if you have a certain type, like not all of them, you can take the antenna off, but you could and you can just plug it in. Then you've got a, a way bigger antenna, mm. which is cool. Yeah, how big is your and antenna? And then, um, huge. Yeah. Big old antenna up there. He's yeah. a prepper. He's got big old antenna. Check out the antenna on that, boy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other, a couple other things with GMRS, um, you can get repeaters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're already set up in your town, and you can look that up. Wow. But that'll give you, instead of, GMRS kind of operates about the same one to two miles, but obstruction you know houses buildings trees and stuff are going to lower the the transmission rate trump flags yeah exactly in a way but um with repeaters and stuff you get a good clear signal five Mm. miles even more with with more power so that's why gmrs is actually a really good thing to look Mm. into if you're wanting a good solid um communication plan and you want something a little better than just your typical two-way um, two mm-hmm. is get the gmrs nice and going on you just go online you read you, you buy your license i think it's good for five years i think i looked at it and it was it wasn't very much hmm. um i don't know don't get me wrong it's something like 35 bucks which is something like that nice but like i said if you have that license your family can operate those without getting in trouble and the other thing is you're looking it up yeah i was gonna look the other thing is 35 bucks is it 35 man i nailed it yeah it's been a while since i looked um but that's the thing is is like during an shtf people can just pick them up and use them and they don't have to learn all the jargon and stuff and confusing stuff with ham radios so that is your two ways and um the other thing, if you're looking at the GMRS and you want to deal, uh, like use it with a repeater, you got to make sure um, there's simplex radios and then there's duplex. Duplex are the ones you want if you want to use for an extended range with a repeater. So, okay. Those are just little details. Um, you'll have to look them up yourself. But um, if you're going to get, if you want a backup plan to your cell phone, mm-hmm. most of us already have uh, walkie talkies. But if you really want to get a, a better, stronger, 
um, uh, radio service. Like, yeah. look at the GMRS. It's like the two ways. They're great, but they're like such a limited range. Like, basically, you're going to use it like around your house, exactly. and around your neighborhood. Yeah. Like, bugging out it. with a group, maybe in a few vehicles behind, yes, and that's, or like that's, a, like a convoy. Yep, that's about it. But yeah, but they're, they're reliable. They're easy to use, yep. and um, that, that's why they kind of probably one of the best yeah. things to have. I like that. Then there's the listen-only radios, like the NOAA-type emergency radios. These are one of the most important comms, comms items you can purchase, and everybody should have one. Right. Again, these are simple, easy, cheap, and effective. All right? In an event that knocks out power or knocks out internet or phones or all of the above, one of the last lines of communication, which is like a mass communication, will be radio. They, the radios all have lots of different backups to, to keep on going, right? So having that emergency radio will mean that you get that critical, crucial information at, at those times where you just desperately have to have it, right? Um, these are also great for just like regular old weather alerts, you know? Make sure that you get one that has multiple forms of power. We always say like the ones that have solar crank and battery are optimal. Plus, I mean, what is better than the sound of an emergency radio in an SHTF situation? Like, <laughs> I know. always my favorite scene in movies and yeah. podcasts and shows then is... Then you know. Is then you sign. know yeah, that things are going down. It's happening. You hear that, you know, that emergency alert. Oh, yeah. So good. But get one. You gotta yeah. have one. Part yeah. of your plan. And, and they're like 10 in 1 now. Yeah. You can charge batteries. You can the charge lights. your house. You they can, have lights on them. They get defibrillator in them. Mm-hmm. About everything. Yeah. So that's the thing I like about them. Water filtration devices. Yeah. Exactly. Jump your car. Like, man. Yep. So, um, ham radio. Yeah. Obviously, it's, the, you know, cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Creme de la creme mm-hmm. of the communication plan. But the vast majority do not have license. They don't have education in, mm-hmm. in how to use these. So that's where that's where they really get hung up. Um, they're great, and I would love to get my license just so I can like figure it out. But it's probably never going to happen. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Just hard to find the time to study. And I heard the test. I mean, you have to go over the test questions pretty heavily because it's it's not the easiest right. you know, thing to do. And so you have to dedicate time. That's the hardest part for anybody. It's mm-hmm. just finding the time to do it. So, um, but ham radios uh, they have a lot bigger range mm-hmm. depending on your license there's a technician license there's the general class license and then the amateur extra license mm. that's like master class that's yeah. like mage mm. level yeah of <laughs> for sure but um most will get the technician license that's pretty much all the you need and that allows you to operate amateur radio frequencies above 30 megahertz allowing these licenses the ability to communicate locally and most often with north america so if you want to talk with another prepper, check on different cities, this is the way to go. Nice. But um, it involves a lot of time, investment, money, equipment. And the other thing with ham radios, the limitations are they typically require more power. And mm-hmm. with more power comes more responsibility mm-hmm. to have backup power. Yep. And I don't know about you, but using my power to communicate with other people when I'm with my family pretty low on the list. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to be using 1500, uh, megahertz to whatever, to communicate with somebody in Canada. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I, I let guess somebody it, else do that. It very much depends on the situation. Exactly. Right? Like if you've got you to get to. information for yeah. some reason, like in it, and it's 
pertinent to survival, then right. that's fantastic. And like I read earlier on that uh, typhoon, that's what they were communicating mm-hmm. on was with ham radio. So yeah. very useful if you have the time and you're and you're super interested. But for most, the GMRS radio is going to be nice. your best plan. So I like that. Then you can go down to the CB radio. Man, this is like all the truckers using it, right? Heck yeah. Use it all the time. I used to use it all the time. I used to be a, a pilot car driver for big oversized loads. I was, I was a pro on that CB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Are right. police scanners CB or are they, uh, uh, no. or they just use a regular? Because you just receive the Is that just a, a regular? Scanner. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so these are very easy to use, very easy to set up. You don't need a license. They're cheap. They're mobile. And it's a direct line of communication to what's happening on the road, but pretty much in your proximity, right? The range is, again, limited to a couple of miles. You have a limited spectrum of, like, 40 channels, and, you know, and so as with walkie-talkies, just know that everybody's listening. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can just get on the channel and listen to what's going on. You yeah, get on channel... That's the other thing. I didn't mention with ham radio. Yeah. It's a lot more secure. You get on channel 19... Private. You're just going to hear every trucker in the area talking about <laughs> everything that's happening. You're going to blush. You're going to be blushing. <laughs> Don't let your kids or your wife hear. All right. All right. Uh, it's not a good thing. But but CB is another great way to to keep, you know, short distance communications going in, in those types of situations. Exactly. Yeah. So um, this, is, this is a big dog expense. Mm, it is. Get yeah. a satellite phone. Mm-hmm. Look like Brad Pitt on uh, World War Z. Mm-hmm. You can sit on a boat in the middle of nowhere and talk with, you yeah. know, the who. Who you can talk who? to. Who? <laughs> That too. Um, satellite phones will work with when mobile phones are down because satellites up in the air, you know. Unless, unless there's satellites an, an alien invasion, yeah. they might have taken those out. Yeah, but they are super expensive, and you, and there's a lot of things with it. You got to have a subscription plan and mm-hmm. limited amount of time to use. Um, but there are options if you're really. And they're interested not like always super reliable. It kind of depends. They're, yeah, like that's the one thing I always thought was they're like. Nothing's going to block a satellite signal. It's not it's true. Work well, it's yeah. not true because we we actually had one a couple of years ago on a hunt that was out in the middle of freaking nowhere. And you would think you would have like a crystal clear signal, and not always. Yeah, you yeah. have you have to wait at certain times in certain right. areas to get it. But. And trees and overhead obstruction mm-hmm. is going to cause issues with yeah. that. So, um, so great for rural areas. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that you can do, this is a lot more affordable and uh, probably more in line with what we were talking about of having a messaging service. Mm-hmm. There are satellite messengers that you can get. You can send an SOS message uh, and two-way communication via uh, the text type message. Yeah, we've gotten a couple of those from BattleBox. We have. I haven't yeah. set mine up. Um, my brother I talked to because he got one because he's been doing uh, more trail, like exploring and mm-hmm. stuff like that. A lot of hiking. And he said, uh, I think he has a Garmin, and he said he's never had a failed uh, message between mm. he and his wife. The delay sometimes can be 10 minutes up to like two hours, but oh, they wow. always go through. They've always gone through. Like they're probably more, well, they should be more reliable mm-hmm. because it'll keep trying and sending that message. That's the nice thing about them. Um, and they're affordable. And the other thing is they have their GPS location. So mm-hmm. if you have that device, somebody can help find where See you're where at, at and things like that, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I thought those were uh, a cool option. We got, yeah, like you said, we've had some, I haven't really played with one much to see like just how well, but my brother um, said he hasn't had any issues with him. It's been very useful. Um, usually a text message beyond like you can save like three to five messages that yeah. are like defaults. Yep. Beyond those, if you send any other, then it's like 10 cents a text. Hmm. 
So certain people, that'll be like a billion dollars at the end of the oh, day. Oh, yeah. So, For sure. But anyways, cool option. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one to look into as a backup plan. Yeah. The next one is, it, it's a little more complicated and, and it's cool. But it's just kind of a lot of work to make work. And that's like the mesh systems. Yeah. Right? And we've talked they about this. They make a lot of sense. They do. They make a ton of sense. But I have not had any reliable. No. And you have to just really be on the ball, on the spot, and have a great I think you have to have like 35,000 nodes. Yeah. It, to make it really useful. So basically, even if you have no cell, no towers, you know, all that stuff, you can have a mesh system that uses like all these different nodes that you can send a message between the nodes and it hops through them and it gets right. back to you, hopefully. Uh, you know, and it's a private network and you can use an app to relay different messages and you can broadcast wide to anyone that's actually connected to that network if yeah. you wanted. Um, and there's there's systems like the the most popular one is usually Gotenna and there's there's other ones. I can't think of the other ones that are there out there. There was like a, yeah, I can't remember. There's either. several. Um, but it's another way that you can communicate. Yeah. Um, I when, think when it could work down. really well. But you're gonna have to invest. Yeah, you have some, to invest a lot of money in them for sure. And the other thing is the annoying thing. Like every other app, is it requires like a subscription. Yep. I hate that crap. I do too. Like I understand, but if mm. you buy the device, it's like give me a break. I'm not gonna pay for your freaking yeah. app service. Yeah, twenty dollars a month or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. And you may never use it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, now just just go to the. Back to the Stone Age. Okay. Signs, signals, smoke, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. these. But really, like having a backup plan to notify another group or or someone you have a bug out plan with, maybe it's just, you know, tying a small purple, you know, <laughs> ribbon for, as long as it's not October. Yeah. yeah. You tie, uh, or you're going to have a little signal that only you guys recognize, a little drawing. Right. Like, Probably a dirty, <laughs> just kidding. a dirty drawing, drawing a little naughty drawing. But, ah, they're up here. I know they're it. there. But it's kind of helpful yeah. if you guys are. Um, let's say things are super bad and it's deep into the apocalypse, the mm-hmm. most boring part of any apocalyptic mm-hmm. scenario. Yep. Um, maybe you're scavenging and stuff like that. You can mark places. So if like a group is spreading out and you know doing whatever, then you have a signal that you can all see and and know. Oh. We've already been there. Yeah, and, and um, like you talked about, like the or place. somebody that's trying to like find their way to your bug out location that you're you've only given them uh, like what what the like the sign or signal looks like so mm-hmm. that they know how to find you. Those are like prehistoric ways, but they're a good thing to have and um, maybe go over with your family or something just in case you get separated and everything is just not working. That's gonna work. And there's also, yeah, there's like different kind of codes and things that you could yeah. use that actually could be. We talked about useful. even doing like the was it like FEMA like mm-hmm. markings and the stuff markings, of yeah. like so. But even within your family, like if your kids like say, hey, if I ever send somebody to get you, they better say tippy toe. Yeah, that's a great. Or, yeah, or they're not about that. You know, they're gonna say tippy toe. Yeah, and if they say that, then you know it's real. If they yeah. don't say tippy toe, then you tippy toe out of there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said tippy toe. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm using that now. I think it was like from a Seinfeld episode. Two two. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. um, these are like the the real basic but easy to do backup communication plans yeah. for family and stuff mm-hmm. um, just to kind of help communicate without using voice and text and yeah. technology. Well, and Cam had a, a video the other day of his son using a, a machine that was using Morse code. Yeah. that I So I actually want to get one just to kind of mess around mm-hmm. with, but it's kind of cool because yeah. it'll interpret... Yeah, that's hard to learn. Oh, it's not easy. I the mean, it's beep, not... the beeps and the spaces are hard to like detect which one was beep. Like if you don't yeah. do it very often, if you don't do it. Yeah, I think like it's it's simple. 
Yeah. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Right? It definitely so, isn't easy. So it's it's something Morse code you could use it in, in a lot of different situations. It's not going to be like, you know, the phones go down, so you start Morse code right away. But it <laughs> right. could be something that could be useful in, in a long-term situation or, you know, people use it like you're on video and you're doing it with your fingers or something, yeah. right? We've see, all seen that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's it's another thing to look at as part of your communications plan if you feel like it's needed. Tried and true. Tried and true. It's been used for a long time. Yeah. You know? I saw this video. Um, It was actually on like a talk show where they had a challenge between – uh, two older guys that knew Morse code mm-hmm. to translate and send a message. And uh, then they had two younger like kids texting. Oh, and yeah. And the Morse code like spanked them. Really? They're so fast with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, beep, 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 and they're like, oh, I, and they would they could totally write it down and everything. I was like, that's this? insane. Wow. So, that's cool. If you get real good. Yeah. You beat and go on talk Texas. show. Yeah. <laughs> go see Ellen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so and Kobe mentioned this before, all of these devices that we use. FRS, GMRS, uh, ham radio, they all require power, especially your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a backup plan for your power. We talk about, I mean, we. this is a huge part of mine. Is like I like having battery backups for several things, mm-hmm. mainly for charging phones, but also for entertainment. Like, yeah. But all of these are going to need power. So you got to have some kind of plan to keep them charged, keep them functioning, yeah. um, whether that be a solar generator, uh, solar-powered, um, battery storage or just a portable battery, things like that, so that you can keep the juices flowing and the communications flowing mm-hmm. is important. It really is. Ham radio requires a bit more. That's what I was saying. You've got to have a good, probably Plan. more of like a, a a bigger range of power source, like charging your, you know, powering your house, like a generator, yeah. if you want to keep doing a ham radio. Somebody's going to squeak. It's going to be pissed about that. But. Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is... A scenario that we discuss quite frequently, and again, we just had this discussion with uh, Curran over there at BattleBox, is an EMP. And if an EMP happens, it really disrupts any sort of communications plan, like any of them. And so it is something you have to consider as part of your plan. And maybe you find a way to mitigate some of the issues that could come up with an EMP. So you might use some Faraday bags to safeguard your equipment. Um, But or Faraday cages, you know, there's a lot of different ways, but it's something you should consider as part of your plan and to look up and figure out um, because it could really disrupt any sort of plan. Yeah. Um, so just consider it. Yeah. Okay. That's have it. to. If yeah, you're a prepper, you have to always you have, have EMP in yeah. the back of your mind. But that's it, you guys. That is the prepper communications plan. Um, sexy. Sexy. Three three three, three five, three, five, 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 six, six five, five, six, two, two, three, all <laughs> the above. We had two, two, three is a good one. Yeah, all of the above. But before we move on, guys, today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack, mm. the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful, professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You're going to get a free $70 machine-made part from Next Level Armament. Go to TacPack.com. Use that code Casual. Preppers. Okay. Um, we don't have any necessarily reviews, but we did want to say thank you to Exter for sending out some wallets. And oh my gosh, I'm excited about these wallets. Really cool. They are very cool. And we're going to do some videos on them coming up soon. Um, I just, I'm, I don't know why I like wallets so much, but it's like a thing that excites me as part of like EDC kits and stuff. So yeah. um, we're, we're excited to check out these Exter wallets and look, look forward to some videos on those. For sure. Pretty soon. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. So super quick here. Mm, yeah. Um, when you're looking at suture kits and things like that, like there's a lot of different, the, 
the suture practice kits are good. They have some good tools and stuff like that. But mm. um, in the urgent care, the little disposable kits are probably my favorite because you you know mm-hmm. uh, it's got all the stuff you need there. It's got the gauze, it's got needles, it's got uh, fenestrated drape. It's all in one kit, and you would think it would be super expensive, but it is not. Oh. And so I just wanted to mention one. If you if you Google or look up Cardinal Health uh, uh, laceration tray uh-huh. or Cardinal Health pre source standard laceration tray, anything like that, there's several companies that sell them five bucks. Oh yeah, so you could get a couple of those. I um, think you gave me one of and these. They, I did. Yeah, and they have like it's got all kinds of stuff in there. It's got um, a syringe, and needles, needle holder. It has uh, forceps, drape. What's that? Five dollars and eighty-eight cents. Yeah, it's super it's like it is dirt cheap, and you you don't have a me- to have a medical license or an NPI number or anything like that wow. to order them. Um, but great kit, one for practicing, two to have. Uh, it's just ready to go, and it's all sterile. That's nice. what's so nice about it. Um, you do need to have suture though, and you can just get that on Amazon. Um, like yeah, I, I, I probably most often will use five O or four O proline. So if you're looking or ethylon. But anyways, that's that's a sweet kit. That's cool because it's all in there and it's all sterile. You know it's sealed off and, mm-hmm. and safe to use, um, and it's dirt cheap. Yeah, so that's get you awesome. like five of them for yeah. uh, twenty five bucks. Yeah, shipping I like shipping wasn't. I, I tried a few different sites and it was anywhere from like you know seven to ten bucks. Totally mm-hmm. worth it though. Oh, that's cool. So Cardinal Health, like it. suture tray, love it, like it, great. That's it. Thanks, Cameron. Anything else before we head out? No, nope. Just awesome. uh, keep communications going up. Communications. All right, guys. Thanks. Stay survived. <laughs>